1: I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things in
0: a hotel room. <laughs> with all the glamour of a, a nearby stream.
1: It's a, a swollen stream.
0: It's a swollen stream and net curtains.
1: It's how we've had a rainy December, and uh, and the uh, the waterways of Britain are pregnant with water, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Swollen Sweet. waterways of <laughs> the United bulbous. Kingdom, <laughs> bulbous with water they are. The lakes and rivers of Great Britain. I tell
0: you what, the floor mats are bulbous with bloody water in half my cars. I've, oh. I've mended one leaking Honda. The other one still allows. Moisture. Did
1: you end up using that Captain Tolly's crack? Creepy yeah. thing. Yeah. Did it work, Captain
0: Tolly's creeping
1: crack cure? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering. If I, got I that did right.
0: use it, and it and it worked. I, it, uh, the element had a combination. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I've I've had I've had leaking Honda issues.
1: It's on a previous podcast, but I can't remember when.
0: Yeah, I it just coincided with the annoyance that two both Hondas were letting in water, and I fucking hate cars that leak. I'd rather have a car that was misfiring constantly. I think. Really? Well, yeah. in a way, I just you get damp. You get in it, and it's damp. Yeah. The windscreen is dewy on the inside with such raining down on the dash, which yeah, is shit. Yeah, that's annoying. And you, I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of sitting in a damp
1: happened for hours. Damp is never used in a positive context. Moist. It? Try and Moist. think. Of, well, no, well, that's a different thing. But damp, d- just damp. No one ever goes. Oh, good. It's nice and damp. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, of course,
0: if we if we booked ourselves into this hotel room, we walked whichever oh, It's very damp. <laughs> damp and this feels yes. homely.
1: We pride ourselves on damp here at the Moisture Hotel, and I just don't. I can't think of anything. We go. What's the weather for tomorrow? It's going to be damp. Oh, great.
0: Yeah. No one, no one damp does that.
1: is a unless damp in the other sense, damp as in, oh, these new Olin's have really damped the ride on my car. That's, oh, that's better, true. but damp in the sense of where there's water involved. If you're a suspension engineer, do you never ever call good. yourself a damp engineer, or is that a bit dodgy? <laughs> I work <laughs> that... with, I work
0: in the damp. Department uh, rising damp. Yeah, again, not a good thing. <laughs> rising damper. It's an amazing documentary all then, about <laughs> Dakar specs. <suspension. laughs> but then
1: immediately falling damper as it comes uh, over a crest. Uh, no, I know what you mean. A damp car. This pisses me off, man. And it's the fogging up, isn't it? It,
0: it is in s- this this kind of weather in the UK. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for cars anyway. Mm. Un garaged cars. Uh, if any, by the way, if anyone's got a, a huge golfing umbrella, and I mean like, say, <laughs> six foot diameter, no, 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 six metres, six metres <laughs> diameter. It's <laughs> not an umbrella. Like a huge that's parasol. A glider. Listen, if you're a pub owner and you're closing down, sadly, but you've got loads
1: of parasols, can you oh, let me know? Yeah, that's a parasol. Well, it's not a parasol, is it? It's an umbrella. Sort of
0: pubby parasol Why? Things. Why? I want to put a couple of cars underneath one. I don't have a bloody garage, and it's really annoying me. I've got to wait to have a, um, a, a building built.
1: What about some kind of gazebo? I do need a gazebo. They blow away, though, don't they?
0: You got to be careful when they're exposed yeah. uh, because you can get proper kind of like flying, you know, like trampolines that fly onto railway lines yes. syndrome, yeah. <laughs> which nobody likes. <laughs> Every time I think about railways having foreign objects mm. landing on them and it disrupting, I don't know, within about two minutes it disrupts a quarter of a million people. Yeah. It always reminds me of that Keith Moon uh, story of him buying, a, a on a whim of course, because he used to buy everything on a whim, a hovercraft. <laughs> and and, he, and he, got, he genuinely got it stuck on one of those private level crossings oh shit uh, and uh, I think it was might have been it, the land uh, adjacent to one of his gardens one of his houses Yeah, got it stuck on like the east coast or no- north <laughs> main line and basically it, back in those days it cost him like 10 grand Because they they find him because they they, it basically hooked onto it and wouldn't unhook. You can't push a hovercraft. No, it's it's just no,
1: no. So not when the engines. Or he
0: stalled it, or I don't know. Probably him intentionally crashed it. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's in the book. It's in the book all about. And and the madness of Keith McMoon is 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 all true. It really is all true. (laughs) We know Roger. I mean, we won't go on about it, but like Roger Daltrey had a brand new Chevrolet Corvette. And he went yeah. on holiday, mm. parked it in his garage. Keith Moon obviously knew he was on holiday. Oh, God. So he broke into his garage mm. and he pushed it out with the handbrake off and pushed it into Roger Daltrey's God, <laughs> 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 Did you go I don't know. It's, it's like this. a brand new fucking oh, car. God. Just because in his eyes, oh, that's just so funny. Yeah. But can you imagine the sense of humour failure? Well, yeah. Because was, Daltrey
1: just went absolutely cracking. Presumably he had it imported specially as well. Probably,
0: because back then, you know... American cars were really expensive you'd have concessionaires like that Bauer Bauer Millet Millet, in in Manchester were a famous one
1: also they were sort of it feels like the American cars were sort of rock star bait weren't they because completely that bloke from Def Leppard lost his arm in a Corvette didn't he he there was a vet that he was driving when he had his accident and um, who else had American cars at a time when they were quite novel I guess it's because probably they went on tour there didn't they and saw all these cars you can get at home and went that's cool I want one of those
0: well bands Sort of off the back of the kind of Teddy Boy era and stuff like that. You know the the, the Hollies and the tremolos and yeah. all those sorts of people. Usually one of the guys in the band would own a some massive Buick or would they? Or Ford would they? Galaxy.
1: I suppose because then you can get all the band in. If you're a five piece, yeah, you can still get everyone in quite comfortably in a in like a you know, Galaxy or something. But well, if you
0: want to, I mean, there's shed loads of, of photos of that sort of thing. Basically, the bands would go... Because, of course, a photograph was a special occasion then. Now it's just, yes. now yeah, you can yeah. just spunk any old pictures off on your phone. <laughs> but back then, it was like, Let, let's assemble for a photo, guys. And my friend, uh, Kieran Morn, who does Rockstars Cars... Oh, yeah. Um, look him up on Instagram and Twitter. Rockstars Cars, he's constantly finding archived pictures of bands. Just usually... what a lot of woollarding. A load of Willard,
1: yeah, because I've seen some of the pictures he puts on Twitter, and there they are always bands just clustered around yeah. what presumably was their sort of touring car that they old, would, yeah, in their old. early days, or maybe they're just sort of their first made a few quid car, yeah,
0: and there's some there's some quite average cars that I quite like, So, yeah. like you get um. What, uh, there's one of uh, Mick Jagger I think leaning against a brown Morris 1100 <laughs> <You just> go, <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even like a cool thing but then there's that, there's that Ayrton Senna photo that Tamiya UK has where he where the, when, um, when Ayrton was, was a young budding driver they sort of sponsored him uh, when, I think he was with Lotus mm. was he was with Lotus back then when mm. he was very young and they, he used to race RC and build RC model mm. kits right so they went to um, a testing day and gave him a couple of kits, and there's a photograph of him looking at an RC kit or a box of one on the boot of a Mark Five Cortina two what? two litre S. And you just go, "What's the last card expect?" And said to going "Yeah, on here. I don't know if it
1: was his. I don't think it no, was." No, but through. it's just that sort of greatness in the presence of ordinariness is, is kind of interesting, and because yeah. you sort of don't you imagine someone as fated as him just exists in a rarefied atmosphere. But no, no, he's he's lent on a Ford Cortina at some point. And, Completely. Well, he did, I mean, because he was, and I guess like a lot of the Grand Prix drivers from overseas who came to Britain because it was sort of the home of F1, they did actually live very ordinary lives. Cause there's did. an Ayrton Senna Road in Tilehurst near Reading because he lived around there for a while, Just like in digs. and it's just yeah, and it's a you know just a suburban area near Berkshire. It's nothing exceptional. It's not yeah. you know he wasn't living in Kensington or anything far from it. He didn't have that much money, I guess, because he's a you know aspiring racing driver I over quite like from that Brazil. It. But yeah, he's yeah, you know, so he sort of yeah
0: being being it in a mark, yeah. in a Mark Five Cortina, <laughs> he had a course. sleeping bag in the back and a water Sony Walkman, and that was it.
1: Well. I what senator I think this is probably on record somewhere, isn't it? Because if he was driving for Lotus, they probably wouldn't. In his early days, there bunged him a Lotus.
0: I doubt it, unless they saw the merit in it. Unless he was sort of being papped. Did he? Did he have a? Did he have groupies and stuff back then? Hard to know. But um, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? It makes you wonder whether or not Lotus were always the. They were always good at spying a, a, a quick and easy PR deal. Yes. Well, then they might say to them, right, Monday to Friday, you've got to drive around something shit, and that's not our responsibility, but Friday after 3pm, yes, we'll let you have an Esprit, Esprit of some Esprit. sort, <laughs> yeah. but you've got to give it back by by midnight Sunday, otherwise you're fucked.
1: Or oh, you we're know. just going to park an Esprit in a street in Mayfair, and we'd like you to just lean on it for a bit, Yes, getting recognised. Looking at your You watch. can't drive the Esprit. No. We can't. That's not. We're he not doesn't even have the keys it. to it. No, you're not allowed in the Esprit. But you can lean on it as much as you want. It'll yeah. be there. We'll give you the address. I think <laughs> in the 80s though, Mercedes weren't in F1, but what they did do is strike deals with F1 drivers. They would give them cars or mates' rates on cars because I think a lot of F1 people in the 80s had. Well, Mansell, Mansell's five sixty SEC, great case in point.
0: Yeah,
1: I think you know he got. He got mates' rates on that, didn't he? Yeah. And they sorted him out left-hand drive in the UK because he wanted that, because yeah. he was driving a lot on the continent, as people used to call it.
0: Well, and also, they did that bloody one-make race.
1: The, the, with the 190s, yeah. In the 190s, yeah, yeah.
0: which had, le- like, Prost and everybody, didn't yeah, they? They yeah. tooling
1: around in them? So, Do any of those cars still exist? They must have. Oh, I don't know. That came up the other day. I was on Pistonheads, and they, there was a thread running on their forum. Someone said, can you think of cars where the top model has a smaller engine than... Oh, yeah, the other no, in the and the first thing that came to mind was was that Mercedes Cos- Cosworth. Cosworth 2.3 16 and then 2.5 16 but there was a 2.6 yes. straight 6 yeah. 190 that was which the, was for the silken gentleman the silken gentleman I think you could still have it with a manual but I don't really wouldn't would you they were horrible those manuals they were a
0: bit you. notchy my brother always used to tell me that they were dog mud to not go near them
1: um, but then obviously the auto would be a silken purse of a car <laughs> <laughs>
0: you've just reminded me the gear shifter the, the gear stick on those manual Mercedes when all the other parts of the interior are very tactile and they had a weight and a quality to them mm. which is why everybody remembers them the gear stick always felt extremely rubberized, mm. like a, an action man doll I always felt like you were changing gear with an action man doll's torso that had a bit of give in it and it just didn't feel quite right.
1: Is it almost as if they were trying to force you to order the automatic? I th- I, Which think I bet it's an expensive option.
0: Maybe they just ra- yeah they just railroaded you into mm. it, and we're we're basically yeah. not selling this
1: to you with the gearbox. Yeah. Look, the gearley was horrible. The change is unpleasant. <clears throat> just get the auto. Yeah. It's what we want you to have, but we're yeah. not going to give it to you because we're Mercedes. Oh, by the way, the radio is optional as well.
0: I think what they did is they, if, if they sold it to you with a manual box, they intentionally forgot to put oil in the gear. <laughs> <laughs> and so it would, it would feel okay
1: for the first sort of 50 miles.
0: And then everything would get a bit hot and
1: notchy. <laughs> My car <God, laughs> smells hot and notchy. <laughs> can you help? Yes, sir, yeah, I can order you the automatic one. Um, I was listening to um, the AutoCar podcast the other week, and they were talking about um, how Mercedes used to have the slogan engineered like no other car in the world. Mm. Oh, that's a good slogan. And, and that, they, were, as they were saying the same thing that it's like, it, can you say that about Mercedes now? Because back then, mm. you could say, hand on heart, a W124 or a 190, oh. no one else made a car like that. Not no. in terms of like eight-year development cycle and incredible sort incredible of sense of solidity. But the only
0: car in the range that Merck has that people still go on and on about that, and it's known to even probably non-car people, is the G. Mm. But as we know, the G's not as solid as it was. No, they've softened it, it
1: does feel a bit sort of faux somehow.
0: Well, it's the it's the I can't get beyond the roof the roof gutters being fake. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that That's
1: stupid, isn't it? And yes, and the, the very sort of slammy door fits where they're just like they don't deliberately because that's how G wagons have always felt, but it's not how they really could do them. They could yeah. make them close like an S class if they wanted to. But.
0: Well, the other day, like I was just walking around an auction room uh, looking at a couple of Mowers and all that, a couple of Defenders in there actually. Thought you'd like them. <laughs> but there was a fucking G-Wagon in there, like an old-school 80s, n- non-AMG, non-turbo-diesel. Oh, God. Two-door... Did I see this somewhere? Maybe someone put it online. yes. My, the auction review the preview that I did on the late break show it, oh, I featured it because yeah. it had an AA badge on the front as well was it a
1: 300 GD it was yeah yeah that would be good. a slow car oh it'll be a, it'll be an
0: absolute like slow, sluggy tank
1: <laughs> I can hear that car in my good head good. now <laughs> just, that's what
0: my brother calls them the GD GD the
1: 300 GD because that's the sound the doors it makes make as well, but.
0: honestly I looked in I looked inside because if you've never seen these listeners it has the gear knob which I was just talking about mm. but it also has tar- tartan-y seats Mm. and it's pleasantly rural and country life. Uh, All of the opposite things of the AMGs, G-wagons that we have, and I don't like AMGGs, AMGGs. (laughs) but um, yeah, there was a big sign on the steering wheel that had been put on by the auction house, which just said, do not start it until the yellow light has gone out. Oh, it's the glow plugs. Glow plugs, how we forget. We we honestly forget about the whole diesel glow plug phenomena. Some cars literally wouldn't start. No. You'd have to wait for fucking hours.
1: No, I've forgotten about that because when my parents first got a diesel, we got a 405 diesel and that. Ignition on, Ignition one click, on. you know, yeah. or one. Let let I mean, that was quite quick, it would usually. But I imagine that Merck. it's like like putting the kettle on go and do something else for a bit come back it it is isn't
0: it Uh, it's a bit like those vintage tractors which you have to start with shotgun cartridges (laughs) do you have a starter motor no No. do you have have some (laughs) firearm ammunition yes if if you've never seen these I mean you'll get lost in a YouTube like plug hole of a vintage tractor grot.
1: Were they Soviet or was that a common feature on no, western tractors?
0: It, West, it was it was America. It was a lot of the ones I know were, were I think John Deere because they oh. knew that all farmers had shotguns for ah. for vermin control. Yeah, yeah. So it was they had an abundance of ammo. Yeah. So they were like well it's it, we use the same cartridge that you're always going to have.
1: I suppose. And it, well, yes, I guess they don't want to run out from And I think that's over.
0: where Mercedes are going wrong now. If they want to show the solidity of modern Mercedes, I want my <laughs> AMG GT to be started in the <laughs> car park very early in the morning. I've got a head torch and I've got some <laughs> shotgun cartridges and I'm going to smash them between two bricks.
1: I wonder, D, you, you know, the sort of people who say that the whole world has become too sort of impatient and fast and that we do, you know, there's like the slow eating movement where people just take your time over me and stuff and People always say, we need to get off our screens and just embrace the world around us. Mm. But maybe the return of the glow-plug diesel would be part of that movement. You don't need to rush off anywhere in your car. You need to sit for at least 30 seconds staring at a light on the dashboard until it goes off. Take your time. I am such a big fan, though,
0: of... I mean, I am quite a slow eater. I used to be in a really Mm. fast eater. I've definitely slowed it down. But that's not interesting. (laughs) Um, But I, I I do enjoy the initial ritual... Of letting the car settle, we're talking about a piston engine car here, not an EV. But there's it's a different ritual to an EV.
1: It settles, I suppose. Yeah, because I do every so often. Like I like the idea of the car has had at least a chance to sort of not warm up, but get everything circulating. Catch properly. it's breath a little. I mean. Yeah, because also a lot of cars they start quite high idle, don't they? Just to light off the cats, and then drop yeah. onto the lower, a slightly um, lower idle. And it's it's I quite my Range Rover does that because it does a full. Uh,
0: That's right like 30 seconds I borrowed a a, a porsche box to four liter gts last oh. week in in the worst british weather possible so how was that i, I had you. I, I, I i drove in excess of 700 miles and i'd say 300 of those were aquaplaning <laughs> i think it was it was, it was a challenging <laughs> week
1: in touch with the road surface for 300 of the miles i,
0: I it, it was yeah honestly it was it was challenging but it was a hell of a car mm. in python green and manuel saw,
1: or uh, the it was it was
0: K. okay um Sweet, sweet car. Mm. Very, very comfortable seats with the poo cookers. but And, and the, the totally hidden heated steering wheel. I think we've talked this. Oh, yes, it, it is, I mean, like, it? Yeah. The, It's like they don't want anyone to find the, the heated steering wheel button. No. it's It's, inc- f- it's not even labelled.
1: No, well, I suppose the argument would be it's an option. You'll know if you've ordered it because yeah. you'll remember. But yes, if it's, it's a, your
0: car, you'll only need to be shown this once. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. But it is funny, isn't it? Because I've, I've borrowed a number of Porsches where you are sort of sitting in traffic and you suddenly go, "What's the oh?" Yeah, yeah it's, honestly, yeah. It's
0: like feeling like, I don't know. It's like feeling your testicles uh, for cancer, uh, just checking for strange lumps, and I then going. It's <laughs> like you, do, you just just walk, putting your fingers around the steering wheel, and then go. Oh, oh found I found that. I do not remember that. I well, we to the So I press that, and then yeah. you press it, and then you go. being on the dash. Heated steering wheel is on. Oh, oh does it say that? It I do remember that
1: bit. Okay, yeah. So at it least does. you know what you've done.
0: Oh, you know what you've done once you've say. done
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Rear wheels detached. Oh no. fuck! No, I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the GTS. Yeah, I haven't driven a Boxster for ages, but the last time I did, I remember when the when the four cylinder one first came out, and that, you know that engine in the basic Boxster. Yeah, it's all right, but the perf- chassis and the steering one. and the gear change on the manual. Oh, lovely, sweet,
0: sweet, sweet.
1: sweet, sweet. But hey, you're—I mean, you're saying this as a Boxster owner. Well,
0: of course, that's—I went up in the GTS to fetch the £1, oh did pound you pound baggy Box the yeah, yard? Now,
1: let me ask you this: <clears throat> Could you feel? I'm going to sound like a trout when I say this. Could you feel the DNA? I.
0: I honestly could. And I also... I could compare aquaplaning on
1: the way back to aquaplaning <laughs> on the way up. It's just
0: I was aquaplaning in a 21-year-old car on the way back. And uh, it was really... I have to say, it was really good. And, mm. the, and the Manuel box that mm. I have in my box...
1: Mm. Um,
0: <laughs> box box. Box box is... It's sweet. Mm. It's it, it's really and the cl- the cl- feel of the clutch and the brake. There, there's that there's that weight and the, and quite a long travel. Mm. I'm doing I'm, I'm gesticulating here when I say travel. <laughs> Porsche have a really travely throttle.
1: Yeah, and travel travely good. clutch, don't they? Because I remember mm. remember when the nine nine one can't stall. it can't stall. Out? Uh, no, well I'm sure you could try, you try but, well, yeah, because I mean, your box is quite a hard store but yeah but, really yeah but it's everything's matched isn't it it yeah. all feels proportionate it's all the same sort of effort and travel yeah. and it just all they take a lot of care on that sort of stuff but I went the other week I went on a Land Rover thing what thought,
0: happens? Did you have to wear a One Life Live It to
1: everything Gilets everywhere. One you know, Life I, Live I was It was wearing, I was wearing two gilets as trousers to, to really <laughs> did get you the put spirit legs of through the arm. Yes, to did. They've just put the V8 engine, in uh, fact, the, the AJ133, that V8, the supercharged V8 that's been in everything forever and is in my Range Rover, and they've put that into the Defender 130, the big fella. Okay. Is that sort of mostly UAE market? American I don't know. market? Yeah, maybe American. Yes, American, because Americans go, uh, apparently go quite big on seven-seaters. They like a seven-seater SUV. And yeah, then, yeah, V8 would be less of a concern. Because I can't. I mean, there were some other engine ones there as well, but the main purpose was have a go in the new one hundred and thirty V8. And I got out of um, shape. No, no, I was I was in a short. I was in a ninety with the um, petrol straight six in it, that P four hundred, which is a really lovely engine. I've I driven that in the new Range Rover, and it's a really nice, like unshowy, but really, it's got good muscle to it. Very yeah. smooth, but then makes nice little noise if you gun it. It's just yeah. a class act.
0: I really like sixes. I've yeah, st- I know
1: straight six. Yeah, I don't like V sixes so much, but
0: so I'm all right with a V. Yeah, I just not, not a V neck we've oh, been there yeah, really? see I'm
1: alright with a V-neck no, but a V-6 I'd rather have a straight neck straight, straight, crew, a, crew, a crew a crew 6 rather six. than a, a V-6 <laughs> um, or not a, or a roll 6 I don't know what that would be <laughs> Radial engine. I'm trying to quite, quite jumper necklines with six cylinder engines, but um, no, straight six, lovely. But then I got so they said oh, we're switching cars now on this, they doing this sort of off road route. And I got into this other Defender and I didn't even stop to look what engine it was. But as I got in, I noticed the MPG readout was 14. And I was like, oh, I think this is the V8 there. Wow. And then I noticed it redlined at sort of seven, six and a half, like
0: significantly quicker
1: oh yeah and it's just that's the thing it's also because it is the same engine as in mine but um, a bit more powerful now I would mm. guess mm. Um, but with the 8 speed gearbox and it just sort of makes a difference Yeah, it just fucks off if you wanted to I mean it was really really shatting with rain so it wasn't the time to start <laughs> mucking around but have you noticed that if you started seeing Defender 130s around And they have got that very odd, long-tail look to them. But what they do, the more you see them, and then if you see a 110, a 110 then looks like one of those bobtail discoveries that's been chopped. And you go, what? Oh, right, that's factual. I think the 130
0: looks like a... um when women um, go to the gym and they specifically try and hone themselves to have a shelf bum, I don't, oh, know, if, yes. I don't know if there's a name for it.
1: Kardashian. Yeah, like bum. a proper yeah. kind of
0: yeah, like yeah, half-cut tennis ball kind. Of. Yeah, and it and it and that's what it looks it's like. Been,
1: it's been doing bum. It's been
0: doing glutes, since. lots of lots of bum squats.
1: Um, well, the reason I just bring this up is because I was a bit. I drove to this event in my Range Rover and and then spent a day driving around in, in Defenders, and I was like. Uh, I think my Range Rover going to feel a bit rubbish getting back into it, and actually it didn't. And and not to sound too pretentious, but you sort of could feel the DNA. There are some sort of similar characteristics just to the And again, it is kind of stuff like the way that they sort of react to it. I mean, a Defender doesn't sort of wallow about as much as my no. Range Rover. No, it's like you know that I had a little glitch with my my Range Rover the, uh, other, the other month. No, no a, a wire. It's it, a wire had become a bit brittle going into one of the strut tops, and so the adaptive dynamics can't work properly Yeah, defaults to its firmest setting so warning on the dash and then I was like oh okay that's not good drove off and it's like oh the ride's a bit chunkier than normal and better though surely no because it was just it was jiggly oh, and it's money. normally not jiggly okay so it was, it's basically the, so it, <laughs> it has adaptive suspension it just defaults to its hardest setting because the ECU doesn't know what's going on really cheap quick fix not a problem but it's a known thing with those but what I just I was like I wonder what it's like if I chuck it in some corners when I know that the chassis is absolutely as tensed as it can possibly be. <laughs> it's like basically no better than any other car. Like it's been tainted, It's just going. It? It you know, the ride was jiggly, but the handling is still really wallowy. Just go, I don't know. No one's going they, to ever want that. Well, no. But the amount of effort they've put into adaptive suspension on a car that fundamentally is just so soft and roly poly, and anyway, the Defender's not like that. Defender <sighs> is a bit more sort of all. Up together, but yeah, you did. You could sort of go. I don't think I, I was imagining this. Well, I
0: am not bsing about the box.
1: Well, I could definitely imagine it with Porsches because they all do. There's a sort of through line, isn't there? It's a sort of nice steering. And I was also staring at it when it was parked up. What your one or the GTS? Were, I
0: parked them next to one another. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, well that one's you know ninety grand the GTS mm. with a couple of options, and you know the options aren't cheap. And mine's one thousand nine hundred pounds plus a pair of tyres plus road tax. And I just kind of went Do you know what That's, that's alright that mm. it, it, it doesn't feel shit But talking about your supercharged V8 Jag Land Rover motor
1: mm.
0: That engine I, I think you can buy them As a crate engine still I think if you wanted to uh, order one I'd like to know
1: if you can there I don't are, know
0: there are some JLR
1: I'm sure if you went to a dealer and said I need a replacement engine they yeah. could get you one but I then. think
0: I'm pretty sure when Ian Callum worked for Jag he, he, he ordered one with his staff discount and had it as a backup for a project that he may I never do, do. And, and in the same vein if I ever build a British hot rod I'm definitely going to use that engine because mm. I think it's a, it's a stunning motor Sounds good. Power delivery is amazing. Yeah, and um, and the eight, probably the eight-speed auto because it's a small auto and it's a bloody amazing auto. And we've talked about it those times. But also, I have a I have a a hankering for no apparent reason to own a car where the engine is taller than the roof of the car. (laughs) The Australians do this really well.
1: I just associate that with those chopped roof. Uh, 1930s what would you call them yeah it's a a, a hot roddy sort of thing yeah a rat
0: rod and so heavily roof chopped and then of course they angle they can sometimes angle the engine back and then they put a really tall supercharger yeah on the top of with the
1: belt going round at the front yeah Yeah. with
0: ridiculous velocity stacks with a ridiculous um, bug catcher intake to the point where there's actually no visibility on half no that's what I'm wondering you have to drive looking down the side of the engine In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Are they Imagine putting a out a junction. Of the oh, it's you impossible, need... surely. Just thought... You just can't really see much. You might as well wear blinkers.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: a riot horse. Are they only meant for sort of just doing <clears throat> drag racing or are they really or
0: just driving and you need a spotter a spot- to go for a <laughs> Sunday drive
1: <laughs> maybe you need someone on the roof you know those movie cars where they build a cage and they have a remote driver on the roof so they can oh, do yeah. stunts with the actor in the driving seat yeah. you need one of those I'd just phone up Ben
0: Collins and just go right Ben I'm going out for a drive tomorrow just mm. for no apparent reason sort of 50 miles around a couple of scenic roads can you yeah can you turn up at my doorstep at uh, Sort of eight forty-five is okay, and he go, yeah, no problem. And he'll turn up and he'll just climb onto the roof and get himself harnessed in. <laughs> he'd
1: love that. Um, he loves doing that stuff. Yeah, he lo- loves all that. Um, well, now this is the last podcast of twenty twenty-three. Oh gosh, for us, um, no, no, it won't be one next week because it's Christmas, as Noddy Holder reminds us every year. He does. So, yeah. um, but I was yes, yeah, so I was going. To, you've sort of done this, but I was going to ask you to look back on your year in motoring because you've acquired a nineteen hundred pound Boxster. Yes. Did you buy your Element this year or was that last year? I think it was the end of last year. Okay, so I've so had, had it had a, just full, over a full year of Element motoring, which has been yeah. a mixed bag, but getting better. Cause no, I've,
0: I've used it. I, I bought it and used it hard instantly mm. without really worshiping it. Mm. So I, on, on the whole, it's done very well. And but if anyone's got a latch mechanism for the um, sort of invisible B pillar door at the back on the driver's side, uh, and they can ship to the UK really effing
1: fast, let me know. Oh, you. is it not secure? It doesn't
0: fully latch, which means the which means it won't lock properly, which means oh. it won't turn the ECU off when you park it, which oh. means after two days it flans its battery. Oh, which is annoying.
1: Wow, that's a real sort of ladder of a problem.
0: Yeah. It's but infuriating in actual fact. Yeah. But at least I know the issue. Yes, I suppose Before so. I didn't quite understand what was going on, but yeah. now we know. Um, That's geeky. And-
1: are you, are you have some other things that you're going to reveal on your channel? Yes. The two top secret acquisitions yes. <laughs> that I'm very excited about. <laughs> I, I, want,
0: I want to do, I'm thinking of doing, in fact, it may have might be going out within quick succession of this. This uh, podcast. I'm going to do a like a my project car, cars what I own, uh, ah, roundup. Round and at the end, I'll wait for. I'll wait. I'll let everyone watch it for 15 minutes, bored out of their mind, before I drop the information <laughs> and go. Oh yeah, secret, secret new cars purchased.
1: Do you want to do a? Well, this, this is the way that Steve Jobs used to do Apple launch events, where he'd go, oh we do the full Colombo, really, wouldn't we? Oh, one more thing.
0: One more thing. I've bought three more shitboxes. Yeah. Is, is it three? Two?
1: There's three? Two. It's two. Three. Two. two.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it might be three. I know. Just know I again. mean, you know, there's, there's still time. But I also to... need... I, am, I do need to sell a couple of things. Maybe not cars, but other, other things. <laughs> 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 I've got some <laughs> brick brack uh, Kidneys. Um, I've got some... Um, yes, yeah.
1: yeah, so we won't talk about those because they're going to be revealed soon but I think they're both very cool they're interesting acquisitions
0: acquisitions they definitely aren't in the state that I want them to be but Mm. they're one of them was a a rescue mission (laughs) Um, and the other one was just um, I don't know like like a mating ritual between two animals where one is definitely more interested than the other one
1: Uh. and just
0: wears them down in the end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's a bit of that. Did you
1: have your big peacock tail up for a bit together. Yeah, that. I did. I did. Uh, well, that's interesting. And then you've got the Allegro project still ongoing. Yeah, the Allegro
0: is cracking on nicely, and I'm hoping—I'm really hoping—that kind of by the end of spring it will be done. Which right. means when the sun properly comes out in the UK, which is never. Slash summer. Yeah. Um it will be it'll be absolutely on the road. I'm really, really excited about the Allegro for the first time in ages because it feels properly like it's been properly progressed.
1: Um given that the people who are doing it tend to do a pretty good job of yeah. you know quality work, are you in your mind, will you be able to use that car to sort of tool around. Tool around
0: I w I'm I've built it, or oh, I am building it to actually use to use yeah Mm. so I can go on a job in it I can go to Heathrow in it if I really wanted don't get me wrong it'll be compromised in so much as rose jointed race suspension so Mm. the suspension will be louder Mm. and it'll it'll require more maintenance than a normal car yeah but it will hopefully hold its own offer for track day (laughs)
1: and (laughs) and I think you mean for track work for track work yeah
0: and um, he is a track day driver. He's looking good. So that'll be so exciting. I think it's going to be exciting because it really I do want it to actually work. It's going to have heating. It's going to have seats that are fairly comfortable. It's mm. going to be fully upholstered. In,
1: yes, in tube, tube yeah. fabric. We're
0: putting a stealth, it's not a cage, sort of a stealth half cage in it at the moment. So within the sills, we've got tube uh, reinforcement that ties all the front structure to the back structure for as much torsional rigidity as possible. So, yeah, I'm really, and I want to thank everybody who's sort of uh, been involved in the Allegro project and stuck with it. And it is my most popular project car. It's the one that more people ask. Is it? Yes, it's the one that more people ask about Hmm. than anything else. Interesting, And it's the one that on Instagram gets the most attention, I'd say. That and then mm. the Dodge. But weirdly, when I put a video out on the Dodge, which I've only ever done two, maybe three, it's not very popular to watch. Hmm. People just want to look at pictures.
1: I wonder if the algorithm punishes Dodge Charger <laughs> because there's lots of Dodge Charger videos out there because you know, lots of people in the US have them and talk about them and then yeah. Allegro's not so much. So Yeah, it could be that. You're kind of in a field of one or thereabouts. Yeah. I don't know who else would do Allegro videos. Maybe Hubnut or someone, but yeah, has he done one?
0: He will have done an Allegro video. And there's that guy. I don't know if he's got a YouTube channel. There's a fantastic guy in New Zealand mm. who's who bought a really good condition Allegro and is converting it to EV with Nissan Leaf drivetrain. Oh, and really? he's doing, doing a really good job from what I can see. Wow. Yeah, it's a red. It's a red one. Oh, okay. And um, I've been following it on Twitter. And it is really cool. I'm quite and it seems to fit quite nicely the the Leaf. Drive mm-hmm. and train and, and charging system. So, yeah, so that's that's there's some there's some project car excitement for 2024.
1: You've just got distracted because there's a picture of two Omegas on my screen. Yeah, what the hell? Yes, <laughs> I was just looking at if there's any uh listeners' uh, messages you want to read out, and uh, uh, the chap here, I don't know whether it's, it's, it's not called.
0: a Cadillac Katera, is it?
1: No, is no, it's not. It's I'm not going to say these people's name. they've not said don't. Oh, well, then but say it's. Uh, all right. Well, a guy's called Pete, it's Pete and Kim, and uh, then Kim. there's an asterisk that says the northern saxo owning serial Johnny harasser.
0: Oh, yeah, I know those guys. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: they came to the um the retro rides show, um, and they displayed in our let enclosure.
1: They, oh, okay. Well, they sent um, they sent this message the other day which said. You've discussed ex police cars before. Thought you might like to see the state of the drive after yesterday's arrival. Oh, two late model two Omegas, but it's so obviously it says both ex police Omegas, both very high miles. I've had the grey one for over a decade. It's my favourite thing in the world. Purple one landed yesterday. Is scabby, rotty, non-running. But the only one left in this spec. If I ever get it finished, I'll let you know. Now he doesn't say what the spec is. Oh, Frustrating. Wow. But that looks like it's it's got the big five spoke wheels in it like that's the elite wheels i think
0: so is that a, is that a 3.2 manuel i would guess maybe so oh man well, I,
1: do, I don't know i, I haven't know written that... back to ask i'll ask for more info maybe we'll bring this we'll come back to this but i love the way that as i was spooling through the omegas popped up and you immediately went whoa like a meerkat <laughs> those I mean? omegas i do miss a
0: well having a, uh, we're recording this podcast the day after our live event Our live show at um, Stellantis (laughs) HQ, and I've I've been gifted a um, an Alpha Julia to drive home in. Oh yeah! And it's sitting out in the car park, and it's been it was a dewy it's a dewy cool morning. Mm. I just looked out at it and went, "By Jove, that is a handsome car!"
1: Yeah, I we were just saying before we started recording, I was not sure about the Julia when it came out. I thought it was a little, it wasn't quite pretty enough for an Alpha saloon not a 156 or a 159 which I think are both very good looking cars but oh. it's weathered in nicely yeah. I actually quite like how understated it is now because it's yeah. not as sort of flashy and baroque as some other sort of medium thaloon. but uh, did we, we were also talking about my brother sent me the other day a Julia Quadrifolio. Oh my gosh. 31 grand. Oh my gosh. In the colour. And it's grey and it looks fantastic and it's got 60,000 miles on it but it's had new brakes and full alpha service history. And someone we know who works within the Alfa Romeo or Stellantis organisation said to us on the quiet that the reliability-wise, they're actually all right. I, I, I love the fact think. that
0: on the quiet, they say, know, it's, <laughs> it's a reliable car. What <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, in case well, Alfa Romeo owners go, what? We
1: didn't even ask, but he just proffered this information when I said, bloody hell, my brother was thinking about buying this this relatively cheap Giulia Quadrifoglio." I think he's bottled out, much though I encouraged him, and much though my brother loves an Italian car as a a Bath 500 owner and a Coupe Fiat owner but uh, oh yeah he's got a Fiat Coupe yeah he? and he's always saying he's going to get rid of it and then he just doesn't because I think he sort of it's a cool car yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: what I would say is and I put this on social media I'd love listeners to to, to, to mull it over is the fact that <laughs> I think the Julia is the prettiest four door saloon on sale at the moment
1: ooh hmm it's the no, I'm I'm speaking fact, Richard. You, you, can't, you can't. All right. Well, I'm argue. trying to think. No, well, there must. I'm sure there's, we're overlooking something else. I mean, there's. You know, it's the not the, the C class is all right looking, but it, Merc are not. But not pretty. Merc are not. Merc don't make they're, pretty, they're pretty they're cars high. generally.
0: No, they are a bit soapbar at the moment, aren't they?
1: The Audi A4 is again not pretty, and they sort of. I think they fudged the detailing when they updated that car because they sort of did that thing. where They were deleted the mid bit of the groove down the side, like a like the sort of. Disco Four, but not as good. Um, what else? A three series is terrible at the moment, isn't it? Really, relatively. to it's, yeah, not, it's, not, it's, the worst it's BMW, not the worst it's BMW,
0: but it, again, it's not the best they've done.
1: Jag XE is still on sale. And I still think that's a nice looking car. Yeah, I always preferred the XF though. Oh no, in the current old XF, yes, but but no, current XF I think looks like again we're sort of down to like Defender one hundred ten versus one hundred and thirty. I think the XF looks like a sort of crudely extended XE. <laughs> And I think the XE is really pretty car. Like the proportions are great, yeah. and uh, and it's got that little ducktail sort of.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And it's the subtleties. It's a subtle thing. It's a subtle car. But I think, particularly in the right spec on good wheels, the XE is an underrated good-looking car.
0: And that's where we need to talk as well. The Julia has amazing wheel choices. There's no yes. there's no duff wheels. Yes, they've all the wheels are good, and it means a lot to me.
1: A good wheeled car yeah and they um, men
0: wearing a good suit with shit shoes it's like <laughs> it's, you've, come on come on
1: no it's true the wheels are good um, I'm trying to think that I feel like we're missing something really obvious that's an incredibly good looking door saloon but what would that be anymore there's, there's not that, well we're, we are looking at
0: that Omega the reason why I brought this subject up is because I really miss I really miss rear wheel drive saloons from normal manufacturers that aren't kind of really premium people you know
1: so the Julia you've got is the Competizione, and there's a, there's, that's like a sort of mid-model, isn't it? there's Veloce, Competizione, and that's it, and then the QV. But, yeah. But we sort of forget that there are Julia's and they're just two-litre, four-cylinder, yeah. normal. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah, probably body. have one on your company car scheme if it's on their kind yeah. of car. But
0: please, but for, few goodness people say,
1: do. for
0: goodness sake, buy these cars, because if you don't buy them, they'll never make them again. In the same way that I'm still upset with Honda, for announcing that they're discontinuing the E when really all the E needed was another battery-sized
1: version. Oh, I've just thought of a good-looking Fordal Saloon. Mazda 3. Oh. And Mazda 6, actually. That's the a nice-looking car. 6 has
0: sure. always been pretty good. Yeah, and again, yeah. it's, it underplays it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, very, yeah. it's a car
1: that you can look at for a bit and get new stuff out of it, which oh. is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, Dear yeah. Alpha,
0: can you park a Julia outside my house for the next nine months i'd say for oh, for most of 2024 and i'll just observe it whenever i open the curtains and just yeah. ponder and go yes
1: well that's always a nice thing isn't it when one of your neighbors gets a nice car like as in a car that's nice to look at yeah i i, I can't think of when the last time that happened to me
0: uh the where my office is
1: somebody that works on the farm has a c4 cactus Citron. So, that's funny, I was about to say that. Really? Yeah, because my mate Paul, across the road from us, when I lived in London, got a C4 Cactus. Oh. Not a pretty car, but a car that pleased me to see.
0: Oh, as a design piece. And, and this particular Cactus, I was going to say Cacti, but it was only one of them, um, has got the four-spoke alloys, yeah. and a large amount of travel, suspension yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in dark green, so it's, it's sort of country-set colour. Interesting. And honestly, I... Even if I'm driving by In like that GTS Mm, Boxster I still clock The cactus And go Mm. I like that It's a great piece of design And People don't expect me To like it Because non-car people Go Why on earth Are you like Mm. giving that the eye. I'm like cuz it's a good piece of design.
1: My I want one. my wife very actively and aggressively hated the C4 Cactus when I borrowed one. She thought it was stupid starting with the bubble thing on the outside. But it's not stupid. And then she was like what's all this you know it's got those kind of straps and leathery details on the inside. She was yeah. like what's all this? She was absolutely disdainful of that car when I borrowed one when it came out. But It's such
0: a shame. I I mean I, I liked I, it but did, I dig it. I dig I it. I guess
1: well. did it not sell very well <laughs> it, I mm. I don't know um, it's my friend Paul who bought one in London bought a second hand one he's like he's not particularly into cars but he really likes car design like he's fascinated by it. like he buys books about car design but he doesn't you know he doesn't kind of really yeah but he wouldn't he would
0: he's not interested in owning the cars
1: no he's not well no, I suppose not. He would buy if he was extremely wealthy and had land. He probably would just buy cars and park them to look at them. He wouldn't be interested in driving them. He's not he's not a particularly keen driver. He's not a, genuinely not a keen driver at all. Like he'd rather not drive. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what
0: a fascinating point. Yeah,
1: no, he just he particularly um around London, he hated driving. He'd often just get his wife to drive and he he'd passenger because he just found it so tiresome. But if you went, oh look there's a, you know, if I said to him, "Let's go to um Italy and go to the Alfa Romeo Museum he'd be there like a shot because he'd love to look up at the design of the cars yeah. He's just one of those people who appreciates them for objects and, and so yeah he was when they needed a new family car they had a Punto which mm-hmm. again he only sanctioned because he was like it's the best looking small car the Grande Punto and all those fantastic and then when they needed something new he just like he like it, no one else in the family had any say he had like absolutely he was like this is what I want to get These, this is my short list and then his wife was going to me, what about, what about these? And he'd be in the background, no, we're not getting one of those. Looks boring. Really? Yeah, yeah. Didn't give a shit about it. If I went, no, they're very reliable. Or the engine's terrible. Yeah, it didn't matter. It, it, you know, he, he just he just wanted a car that he found aesthetically interesting and that was the C4 Capri. If you
0: like, a Grand Punto. I'm trying to think, I can't remember exactly the timings that this podcast comes out versus my late break show videos, but I'm there's a Barn Find Mark One Capri coming up. Mm. over the Christmassy period. And off camera, we didn't record this, about three garages down, because there's a gang of garages, mm. you know, opposite the houses type thing, a, a bloke just got a clock that we were filming there for the day, and he went, oh, you're into cars, are you? <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. Well, my, my late father left me this. I just don't know what to do with it. Opened the garage up, and it was a grande, grande punto. Mm. He'd own it. The dad had owned it from new, it had done 15,000 miles, oh my and it was 2010 plate, 2009. And like, I just said, Do you, does it run? He goes, Yeah, he just got in it and turned the key just to tell, prove to me. And it just sat there. And he went, I went, What, what are you gonna do with it? He goes, I don't know, probably sell it for 800 quid. And I'm like, So we all just suddenly stopped filming and went. Well, I mean, it's not—it's <laughs> not exotic, no, and it's not collectible, no. But it's a fifteen thousand miles. It's got tons of energy and life left in it. Yeah, and you but... just think, and he, because and he, he lives in London, this chap just doesn't drive and use it, mm. And we can't—can't can't quite know what to do with it. And I was like, mm, that's really those—those those cars are still out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, actual yeah. deceased spec there is deceased spec isn't it that's very, disease spec. very deceased spec yeah, yeah. that's good um, I finally I was talking to Mark Ron Capri I was the other night I, was, uh, my, when my wife was out I was just like I just put the kids to bed and I couldn't be bothered to think of anything to watch so I just stuck on some old Seinfeld because they're on Netflix and it's like <laughs> I, just, I couldn't watch those endlessly and there's this episode <laughs> where they're standing on the street corner I guess it's the it's the New York street set at um, where do they shoot Seinfeld, Warner's maybe, Warner's lot, I can't remember.
0: Was it in L.A.?
1: Yeah, it was all done in L.A.
0: Was it? They never went to New York at all? No,
1: I don't think oh, that so. That feels
0: so false.
1: Yeah, well, Friends are the same, isn't it? Friends are all shot in L.A. Stop it, just... stop it, you're shattering the dream. Um, and they're standing on the, the New York street corner at night, Kramer and Elaine, waiting for George and Jerry, and there's a whole scene of them standing there. And then, so the street is obviously dressed. One of the things about Seinfeld is, if you look at when they've, they've got a street scene, they dress it. Seinfeld used to leave... One of his cars in there sometimes, there'd be one of his Porsches or something. Oh, really? You'd often see an interesting Porsche in the back of shot. And in this case, so they're standing there, and suddenly a car just drives through in the background for a bit of interest. Oh, look, I'm in. I think that was a Mark 1 Capri. I had to stop and rewind to <laughs> check. It was, was a it? yellow Mark 1 Capri. I'm sure of it. Because they called it a
0: Mercury Capri, didn't they, then?
1: I think so, yes. Yeah. But it was sold in the US yeah. briefly. Weirdly, along, you know, they already had the Mustang, but I guess over there the Capri yeah. would be like a little sort of junior Mustang.
0: That's right. I don't um, think they're, they're that sought after. No, in, probably in the not. States, so they're, they're misunderstood, I suppose, because culturally... Americans don't really care about it like we did because we they only had the Mustang, right? Yeah, and it had a V6,
1: so it was, yeah, just not as good as a V8 Mustang, I suppose, (laughs) or even in fact, a straight six Mustang because straight six beats V6. You suck! (laughs) Yeah, no, it does though, but it does
0: okay. Okay, okay, how about this? If you had the choice of a Mustang 2 with a V8, yeah, or a full fat Mark 1 Capri freely, a Manuel, oh, what would you
1: go for? All right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but that's not straight six versus because, V6, Because the Mark, is it? One, the Mark 1 Capri is actually a good-looking car. Oh, yeah. The Mustang 2 does yeah. Yeah. as
1: my Has this Mark 1 Capri got a black bonnet?
0: If you want it to. Oh, I have, do give I give, give me half an hour with a rattle turn yeah. around the back. <laughs> yeah, some
1: blackboard paint. <laughs> it's yours. Uh, no, I see what you mean. No, that yes. It, it, even that, and it's not a particularly brilliant V6, is it? It's, a, no, it's the, heavy. Old, old, um, it's very heavy. S 6 V6 is a bit... shite. In order.
0: But... Back in the day, you got to say back, in, back, the, in, the back in the day. When you back talk about dying. capris, you got to instantly say back in back the day, in and the regale dying. a story about a mate who got the back end out in the ice.
1: Well, my, my famously my mate, I had two friends when I was in sixth form had capris, which is because it was the nineties. They were so oh, unfashionable. They were they were, they were really. Unfashionable. But there was one because one of my friends, his dad used to drink in a pub in town with a There's a used car dealer used to come in, and one day he just said to him like, "My boy." Is learning to drive and his car was automatic. He went, I need, a, I need a cheap manual car for him to learn in, and then he can drive himself to school in it as well. He doesn't have to get the bus anymore. And this bloke went, I've got just the thing dark blue Capri 1.6. And, and then, bizarrely, another friend of ours, um, I think their next door neighbor was an older chap, and he, he, he decided to treat himself to a new Skoda Favorite. Oh. And the Skoda dealer didn't want his old car as a trade-in because, because it was an orange it was Cabri 1.6. Yeah, which obviously had some major sill work done or something because it, it had been... You know people used to paint sort of matte black paint in the, along the sills like an old tar, trawler? Yeah, tar. It,
0: It's like an old trawler boat. And it just was... That, that, that.
1: This old, this old fellow who lived next door to them was a heavy smoker. Oh! And... The so my mate's dad went next door to go and get the keys, and you know, go on. He, I think he just gave it to him. He went "You can have it." Your wow. oh boy, if your boy wants, you know, wants that, and heavily things. smoked but, in Capri. Yeah. So my mate got home and was like, "Oh, Capri's outside. Is it, is it mine?" And his dad went, "You cannot drive that car unless you're naked, because you will stink forever." It's absolutely. They just left it. They moved it onto their drive and left it with the doors and windows open like all day on a Saturday just to try and air it out it, it was didn't absolutely it. stank but yeah. you know free car. free car when you're 17 that's pretty fucking cool
0: yeah it is and, and uh,
1: yeah he drove around I think I can't remember what happened to the orange Capri I know once that one of the wipers failed on a very rainy night which was quite interesting but I think maybe he just failed his M.O.T. and had to go.
0: It'll be crusty.
1: The blue Capri, my other mate, whose dad bought it from a used car dealer in a pub, that got stuffed into the side of a lorry (laughs) due to a spicy exit from a T junction in the wet, (laughs) and he just absolutely tried to beat this oncoming lorry out into the into the right side of the road, and then it just fishtailed, and he went head on into the side of the lorry. Just tried to beat (laughs) coming, yeah, spun round up into a hedge, dead Capri. Down. He of, was okay, fortunately. There but.
0: were a lot of capris in my college.
1: Were there? Yeah, I remember lots of capris. Yeah.
0: There were lots of capris in Somerset. I suppose, but the thing they were just they were just cheap. Sort of,
1: they were just landfill at that point, weren't they? So probably, yeah, they're very they were cheap. La-
0: they were laughed at.
1: Yeah, oh god, gotcha. Forget
0: Genuinely, yeah. you, in the nineties, you would just laugh at a capri. It would be so. I mean, there are certain terms which is probably on PC now, which we used to use. But yeah,
1: were. we we used to. I remember giving. One of our mates, I think it was the, my friend who got the blue Capri, because he was one of the oldest in the year, so he learned to drive yeah. quite early doors and the Capri turned up when he's he's learned to drive. And we used to give him a lot of shit, like he passed <laughs> his test, we used to give him a lot of shit and about like going, you know, he'd be driving us somewhere and we'd go, could you just park around the corner so people don't see us getting out of the Capri? And yeah. so I think eventually he went, do you want a lift to the pub or not? Yeah Because if it was not Then we weren't going to the pub We wanted to go to Because none of the rest of us Could drive So it's a bit like oh, Okay we'll shut up You yeah. know a car's a car When you're 17 it, It's better it, than nothing
0: It absolutely is And I um, th- there's a, There was a certain look To a Capri driver back then Yes And I I, I think it's akin to Begbie from Train Spotting Round my way It was a oh, scrawny yeah. guy He looked yeah. a bit fighty Yeah And if, if you stared at him In the wrong way He would be at you Yeah And he drove a Capri yes he probably had a drink problem as well yeah. um, or a gambling problem that he didn't want to talk about
1: because and now we sort of look at 2.8 injections and 3 litre capris and you go oh that's so cool but like even they weren't it didn't matter the engine a capri was just a capri they were shit and also I remember because Car Magazine was my bible back then and so and Car Magazine said they were crap and outdated so it's like well then they are then they are which they were. Which they were, It's going to be you know, this all comes back around, doesn't it? Well, see, it's nostalgia, isn't it, mate. What did I say? I said to someone the other day, we talked about an older car, and I said, how does it drive? And he went, doesn't matter. Yeah. So, it's an old car. Of course, it's going to drive like an old car, but, like, don't don't start doing, like, a sort of group test. No. It doesn't matter. The, the perspective no, is be, different.
0: It, it really is. And I, I was um, walking around this auction room filming the other week, and there was a, an immaculate black XR2 Fiesta Mark One. So, ah. so it was 1982, so over 40 years old.
1: And they look great, don't they? They it's sit really nicely.
0: Nicely sharp, sharp edges, and it had been painted well, and it had all the deep, that faded decals on the lower yeah. doors. Mm. But you looked inside it, and you mm. just went, "Oh gosh, that looks <laughs> awful." <laughs> mm. And and you'd think, "How's this going to drive? The chances are it's going to drive badly." Oh god, gotcha. yeah. But. Horrible Someone, Someone's going to pay nearly 20k for this car. Was that what it was up for? It was an estimate, six, estimate. 16 to 20. For, for an immaculate, immaculate, even the original twin knob radio. Okay. Four speed. And you just go, <sighs> You are, like you just said then, you're not buying this car. No. For its driving dynamics. Because it's 40-something years old.
1: That will drive worse than... Well, way worse than a 205 GTI or an Uno Turbo, but worse than an MG Metro as well. MG Metro would be quite fun, I think, but I think that Fiesta was... Ford's so good at trimmings to make cars look great. Those pepper pot wheels, the the round lights, the graphics, everything just... It sits beautifully, but absolute dog shit You're buying that
0: because it's a time warp, and you're also buying it because everywhere you stop and Mm. park and refuel, Mm. everyone's going to go, bloody hell, I've not seen mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah, not
1: everyone. Middle aged yeah. men mostly. All right, <laughs>
0: okay. yeah, it will be men of a certain age. Maybe. If you want
1: to attract young men, uh, drive a BMW M2, I noticed when I had one on test a few months ago.
0: Did you get just, a lot of
1: looks? So. Yeah, but all young men. Yeah. Exclusively, just young blokes.
0: Well, listen, all those young blokes who are going to buy those on the tick, can you just go and buy Julia QVs instead? Well, no, because
1: in a way you don't want them to be sort of in that bracket where they're driven in a fluty way around a town centre. <laughs> <laughs> you want That's them to be actually. a connoisseur's choice it's just, I, don't, I think the, the QV has found its audience And it is sadly quite small But it is an audience of connoisseurs Do you know what QV stands for? Uh, <laughs> you, well, yes, but go on anyway Quality vehicle <laughs> alpha, i just Julia. bought the Alfa quality,
0: quality vehicle Quality
1: vehicle <laughs>
0: And it is a quality vehicle. Do
1: my Belinda Carlisle. <laughs>
0: She's so fluttery. She so flies fluttery. away in the wind Love like it. a leaf.
1: Love her. Love her tr- tremulous voice. Fergal Sharkey's a bit like that as well. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. If he should have a quality. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's another. There's another kind of flutterer. About
1: um, Buddy Holly was quite fluttery. Yeah, he was so. quite fluttery, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, didn't live to see the Alpha Primero. Quality, Julia, quality <laughs> um, we should wrap this up uh, because uh, this is uh, well you know you've got better things to do it's almost Christmas uh, or thereabouts there'll be no podcast next week because it's Christmas Day next Monday so um, Don't
0: worry, we've nearly done this shit for four years. I know, it's ridiculous, Orally, it? at least. Um,
1: so, uh, I suppose, I, I'm not going to do three things because I've forgotten to prepare anything, but I, so I was just going to say instead, thank you ever so much to everyone who's listened to this all year. Yeah. Um, we saw the other week people put in their Spotify's round up things up and there's a lot of people who've listened to a lot of this and we do have to counsel you against that there is a threshold after which it may cause brain damage but um, but we do appreciate your continued custom and particularly to our patrons yep. who've stuck with us and um, in the new year we're going to have some new merch oh we have hats already we have have we mentioned that already we've got new hats uh, well
0: let's mention it again in the in, because they're good quality we've picked a quality beanie they are actually really good embroidered They're a lovely, sweet, sweet piece, good for a Cabrio Helms person.
1: So um, if you've heard our merchandise song at the end of uh, many podcasts um we have now decided to do hats hats. and the song has been updated accordingly um probably won't do pies or ties in the near future but there will be some other merch stuff coming in the new year and we will do more live shows in the new year as well we are still desperately trying to find somewhere in scotland that we can do one and we also hope to get to uh, dublin or thereabouts at some point in 2024
0: and one other thing to say is, if you do enjoy this podcast, which presumably you do if you keep listening to it, otherwise you're just punishing yourself, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we always forget to say, leave feedback. Please leave us a star rating on whatever oh, yeah. platform you listen to this on. Because yeah. apparently all that shit counts.
1: Yeah. So please do it. Please do. And subscribe yeah. if that's a possibility on your podcast providing platform. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and do write to us hello at smithsniff.com We do, as we proved by reading live a message about Omegas, we do we do read all your emails. We're just very rubbish at replying or reading them out. But we, they do get seen. Don't think they just go into some dank void. I promise every word is read. And we do get some great emails. In fact, in the new year, we should probably just, we always say, oh, we'll just do a whole show we of this We should do a compendium. Of we letters. don't because we start talking. We're idiots. Bobbins. I don't get around to it, but we will do that. So, um, wherever you are in in the world, um, if it's cold, go and buy one of our hats. If you're in the southern hemisphere, enjoy your summer. Um, But thank you for listening this year. happy Christmas happy holidays happy Festivus whatever you celebrate at this time of year we hope you have a good one season's gratings season's (laughs) gratings uh, of a lovely mature cheddar Um, and we'll see you for more of this Uh, we're back on the 1st of January we'll play you our Q&A session from the Stellantis gig (laughs) and then we'll see you again for normal service on the 8th but uh, until then goodbye thanks then mugs t-shirts Stickers Mugs T-shirts Stickers Mugs T-shirts Stickers And now we do hats too they stylish This may come as a surprise But Smith and Sniff have merchandise You won't believe your eyes Smith and Sniff have merchandise Sadly Smith and Sniff have merchandise One day we might sell ties Smith and Sniff have merchandise (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks,
0: thanks, mate. Choose
1: mate. You fumbled the catchphrase. I'm an idiot.
0: <sighs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more